This is Good Hope FM with Nigel Pierce. Nicole Dunn has joined us. She's the editor-in-chief of Sax Appeal. Nicole, good morning and welcome to the show. Morning, Nigel. UCT Sax Appeal in Radical Makeover. That's the headline on page three of the early edition of the Cape Argus. Magazine to challenge UCTs, and I quote, fundamentally oppressive scaffolding, unquote. What does that mean, Nicole? I think we're realizing more and more that the prejudices that we experience in South Africa are institutionalized. They're not blatant and overt. They've actually manifested themselves in the rules and regulations, the attitudes, and even just the systems that we operate in. And so I think it's about the space being oppressive more than just the things that people say and do. Do you think a magazine, do you think Sax Appeal can change all of that? In, in, I in, don't in, in, think in, it can, yeah. but I think it can start people talking about it because people are going to have to change it. And I think that's the point of sax appeal is to get people talking. But this year they're going to be talking about the right thing. Quarter past nine, Nicole Dunn, he's the editor-in-chief of Sax Appeal 2016. If we didn't have roads must fall, fees must fall, no fee increases, would there have been a radical makeover of Sax Appeal 2016? I think those events have definitely inspired it, and I would never want to appropriate or co-opt that struggle, which is why I've tried to make Sax Appeal as broad and reflective of those events as possible, because I can never speak on behalf of black anger. And so that's why we've tried to make it really granular by including a huge range of voices from UWC, from Stellenbosch University, having people who were heavenly involved in fees must fall in both this and UCT to really try and get uh, from the ground authentic experience of what that was like. 9.17, this is Good Up FM with Nigel Pierce. Who are the contributors this year? How different is it to previous editions? Uh, because you, you mentioned, and I, I wrote down a couple of uh, key phrases in that article on page three. Uh, you mentioned that uh, there were some um, problematic previous editions. Yes, well, I think when uh, the opening line of last year's letter from the editors, you're going to get all the bitches, um, it's not an unreasonable comment to make. But I think the editions have been problematic in what they include, what they leave out, the kinds of contributors they have. So you won't find um, a large selection of white men for external contributors in this year's sax appeal. We've got people like Sison Kim Simang, who is one of my heroes. You've got people like Eusebius McKaiser, You've got someone like Seth Mazibuko, who was a leader of the 1976 Soweto uprising, really inspiring people. And then a couple of academics who were very supportive of these must fall. And then um, like the chairperson of Nahawu UCT, Patricia Beebe, who's going to give us some insight about the harrowing realities faced by outsourced workers at UCT. 918, this is Good Up FM with Nigel Pierce. Nicole Dunn is the editor-in-chief of Sax Appeal 2016. So no Gareth Cliff for 2016? No, no Gareth, no Benatar, unfortunately. As I said, it's, it's the new narrative, <laughs> and they're just two examples of people who are getting left behind. Uh, did you pay Gareth 366000 to to write the article last year? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> He's not worth that kind of money, in my opinion. <laughs> Bless you, Nicole. We love you. We Nicole, um, I just want to go back to your, your opening gambit about um, uh, prejudice and institutionalized and the space. What's your yes. experience? Uh, you, 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 what are you, second year, third year? I'm going into my third year this year. Yeah. Um, 
Unfortunately, I'm white. I regret it to this day. Why? Um, why? Why? A woman. Why? So why? I, why? I don't think there's really anything to be proud of um, when you're a white person. To be honest, I don't. I don't like the idea of whiteness because I think whiteness is grounded in a very oppressive history from colonialism to slavery to apartheid in South Africa. And I think that what has happened in South Africa is that people have been told to forgive, but no one's asked for forgiveness. So what's happened is we've had a peaceful transition, we've had a TRC, and white South Africa has sort of been like, cool, we've got closure now. But we never gave back. We never made reparations. We never got over our prejudices and actually acknowledged what we've done to people. And I think that black anger has been exacerbated by the lack of change we've seen in South Africa, both from our government and from our private societies. And that anger, I think, has come to the fore over the past year in your fees must fall, in your roads must fall. And it's really showing us how much we've neglected and how much we haven't acknowledged the extreme pain that people have been put through in this country. Do you believe in non-racialism? Do you think that we should still be using terms like white, black, colored, Indian? In my opinion, non-racialism is fundamentally oppressive. I think to say that you're colorblind completely undermines the reality that we live in. South Africa is racial by default. We haven't gotten to a point where race is irrelevant. It shapes all of our interactions. It shapes the experience that each of us has in our society. To deny that is, in my opinion, prejudice. That's racist because it doesn't acknowledge what people have gone through and how privileged we are as white South Africans. A lot of white South Africans may be listening to the show right now and they're going, Nicole, uh, I agree with you, I disagree with you because there they are some very good so-called white people in South Africa who helped the ANC, who helped um, the, the ANC when they were underground, who gave money to the ANC, who do go out and help so-called black, so-called coloured people of colour um, go to university. They offer bursaries. Yeah, and I think those are all wonderful things. So I think you can be white and be a good person. I don't think that's mutually exclusive at all. But I think you do need to acknowledge the distinct phenomenon of white privilege, specifically in this country. And if you aren't doing that, then you're doing something very, very problematic. So what are you expecting so-called white folk to do 2016? Or once they've read your, your magazine in 2016, what are you expecting them to do? And, 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 and one of the opening phrases of your, of your piece on this, um, in, in, in this morning's Cape Argus is the national narrative. Yes. Well, I think hopefully people, I expect them, if you're asking my honest opinion, I expect yeah. them to be outraged. But I would like for them to introspect very clearly and thoroughly about their position in society and what factors have led up to them being there and then how to use that privilege to give back to the people who deserve it and who have been disempowered for so long. Are there any contributors or any articles that talk about the current dispensation and what they should be doing? Yes, there are. There definitely are. Look, I'm in no way pro uh, Zuma and his um, presidency, but I also don't think that the Zuma fall banner that has come up is particularly genuine from a lot of the people who have started it, because I would ask those people, where were you when the Marikana massacre happened? Where were you when Fees Must Fall happened? Where were you when Rose Must Fall happened? Where were you in end outsourcing? 
I think it's naive to believe that this is all one president's fault. I don't think that acknowledges how complicit so many of us are in the status quo of South Africa. This year, again, from your piece in the early edition of the K-Park, by the way, Nicole Dunn is the editor-in-chief of uh, Sax Appeal. It's coming up on 9.23. The editorial is largely black. Why has it taken so long for the editorial of Sax Appeal to be largely black, Nicole? Well, I think it's just another example of the lack of prioritization of transformation at UCT. You know, we've still got majority white professors. Um, the statistics are harrowing. You'll see some in the magazine, actually. But I think it just hasn't been emphasized. It's never been important. And I think this year really brought to the fore how you do need that representation so that you do get a really holistic perspective and an honest perspective on the kinds of issues that are coming to really be important in the future of South Africa. Nicole Dunn, many, many thanks for your time this morning. Editor-in-Chief of Sax Appeal. When does it go on sale? How much is it, Nicole? It goes on sale on the 11th of February. It's going to be 30 rand. You'll be able to buy it from students in the morning, and then there'll be same-day and post-day sales in a number of stores that we'll update on our Facebook page. And we're hoping to get an online version so those readers outside of the Western Cape can also access a copy. I did call Rag early on, and uh, Tabiso picked up, and he was singing your praises, dishing out the kudos about I'm your. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I never wanted that kind of celebrity. Uh, and, and, and talking yeah. about your wonderful academic record, what are your plans after third year? Just very quickly. Um, I'm planning on doing an honors program either in my PPE stream or economics, and then I'd like. I'm not sure what job I'm going to do, honestly, Nigel. I've just been born with a determination to change the world so uh, whatever direction equips me best to do that love your work love what you're doing Nicole many many thanks for your time thank you so much Nigel cheers bye bye check it out go to goodhopefm.co.za